You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... What's the beef? Listen. To what? To the piano. What piano? She keeps playing that piano next door without any rest. What piano are you talking about? Are you trying to tell me you don't hear the piano? That's right. I don't hear no piano. in part by ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine. I'll be back shortly with Act One. It's a seedy, sagging, down-at-the-heels building. It even looks tired. Well, it should. It's at least a hundred years old. It was built originally as a mammoth showplace as a sumptuous, luxurious townhouse of a self-made, freshly-minted millionaire. But all that was part of a distant past, in another world, during a different incarnation. It has long since been converted into apartments. I suppose flats would be a more descriptive term. There is no longer even the slightest hint of style or grace. And obviously, the people who live there cannot afford anything better. the first time. Are you the superintendent? A joint like this don't have no superintendent. I'm the janitor. Oh, the rental office sent me. Oh, uh, that's uh, for 2G, huh? The vacant apartment. Yeah, yeah. It's one flight of stairs in the back. It's all right. Up the stairs. We don't have no elevators. That's all right. Okay. Let's go. You, uh, you want to watch your step in the dark. There's a light bulb halfway up, but it, uh, Burned out. <laughs> I forgot to put in a new one. It's all right. Uh, with you, everything's all right, huh? What do you do? I'm a writer. Uh, here she is. 2G. Step into the parlor, said the spider to the fly. <laughs> yeah, this is it. You got your bedroom in there, the kitchen's over there, and that way is the bathroom. You don't like the furniture... You can buy your own. I'll take it. You ain't even looked at it. It's all right. So, uh, 
You're a writer, huh? Uh, what do you write? Uh, should I ever heard of you? Hey, what's your name? Brooks. Stephen Brooks. Uh, don't ring a bell. What do you write? Books, movies, TV? No. Well, you got to write something if you're a writer. I beg your pardon. I was just asking, what do you write? Essays. Oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> you know, I always wanted to be a writer. Oh, some of the stories I could tell you. <laughs> oh, uh, why'd you want to live in a hole like this? It's... It's really quite nice. Yeah, well, to each their own. When do you want to move in? When? Oh, today, I suppose, if it's ready. Pal, she's as ready as she'll ever be. Yes? Hello. I'm Hilda. Yes. Hilda. Hugo's wife. Hugo? Hugo, the superintendent. Oh. You must be Mr. Brooks, the new tenant. Yes. Would you want me to come in a couple of three times a week and clean the place up? You know, vacuum the rug in here, mop the floors in the kitchen and bathroom, the windows, and so forth. <laughs> if you're thinking maybe you can get somebody cheaper someplace else, good luck. But I, I'm in the same building. You, you don't have to pay me coffee. <laughs> well, uh, yes, yes, I suppose it might be a good idea. Let me start right now. The place is all messed up. Why, why don't you stop by tomorrow? Funny duck. Who? Mm -hmm. Upstairs in 2G. Oh, him. <laughs> Something's wrong yeah, there. Pass me some more of that spaghetti. That's what packs the lard on you. Then why do you make it? Because a sensible person eats a sensible amount. Mm. Why do you think 2G's a funny duck, huh? You're changing the subject. Well, you brought it up. What's he doing here? What do you mean, what's he doing here? He's living here. But why here? Why in a place like this? The price is right. Come on, Hugo. This is a guy with dough. Mm. Who told you? He told me. Well... What'd he tell you? This is a guy that went to one of them big Ivy League colleges. Yep. A guy that spends a fortune on clothes. What'd you do? Ask him? I never said a word. And what made him volunteer this kind of information? He didn't know he was telling it to me. Yeah? What was he doing? Talking in his sleep? I ring the bell. He opens the door. He says, Yes? That's all he says. Just Yes. And right off, I had him cold. Yeah. I heard that, yeah, before. Where? Where I used to work, upstairs made at the Pemberton. They're the old money, the real old money. They've been millionaires for hundreds of years. All the people that would come there, they were all cut out of the same cloth. That's how they'd all say, yes. With that little whistle at the end. You know what would be great with a spaghetti? Wine. And the way they say, oh, is that they're chewing on it and don't want to ever let go. Hey, Hilda, what are you building here? And they never, ever give you a direct order. Like they won't say, come here tomorrow. They say, why don't you stop by tomorrow? Yeah, well, that's great. Now leave us have some red wine. This guy is loaded, Chico. How do you know? Did you count his money? The suit he's wearing. You know what it goes for? 
Scott wool's imported from Scotland. Of course, you've seen the price tag. I, uh, what we got for this shirt? The shoes. Did you see the shoes? Always look at the shoes. That's the tip-off. I've seen shoes. I polish shoes like them at Pemberton. They're referred to as boots. They come from England. What happened to that cake I bought last night? So just by looking at this guy without saying one single word, I can vouch for the fact he's rich. How'd you know he didn't steal a coat? He's rich, Hugo. Did you look at his hands? Those are the kind of soft white hands that never done a day's work. This is a society guy. If the cake's gone, I'll take ice cream. This is real society. Old line, old time society. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. So what? You're not curious? Listen, maybe you got some pie? And he's wearing a watch. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the watch. How much do you think that watch is worth? Oh, $50,000. Not 50 but I've seen watches like that before, and they go two, three grand. Yeah, very good. It's just like you said, the guy's loaded. Hugo, why would a man in his position want to live here? Well, it's a free country, isn't it? But what's here? I can see there ain't going to be no dessert. Well, at least we're going to have some coffee. Why in this crummy neighborhood? The neighborhood ain't that bad. For him. And why does he want that dark, dingy little apartment? Look, so long as he pays the rent and behaves himself, who cares? Uh, now, who's that right in the middle of dinner? Well, why don't you answer it? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, Mr. Brooks. Good evening, Mr. Brooks. Won't you please come in? I... I don't wish to disturb anyone. That's what we're here for, Mr. Brooks, to be disturbed. Ain't that so, Hugo? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh, uh, could I uh, offer you a, a cup of coffee, Mr. Brooks? Mr. Brooks? Who is playing the piano? The piano? Well, there ain't nobody playing the piano in this place. Nobody in any of the apartments has a piano. But someone is playing. Uh, I don't mind. It's just I don't particularly care for the melody. Mr. Brooks, I don't see how it's, it's possible. It's a dinky little melody at best. I suppose she has the right to practice it. She? Well, the touch is surely that of a woman. But I do find it very loud from time to time. Oh, somebody's playing the TV or the radio too loud. Uh, this is not the radio or the TV. Someone is practicing. <laughs> I don't know who that could be. <laughs> Perhaps you might be kind enough to come upstairs and listen for yourself. Right here in this room. It's very loud and quite clear. Do you hear something, Hilda? Not. Me neither. She's evidently stopped. Well, she does that from time to time for several minutes. And then she resumed. Well, it can't be coming from in the house. Maybe somebody was down in the street and they was playing a radio very loud. I'm sorry I disturbed you. It's okay. Let us hope this is the end of it. It happens to be my most unfavorite melody. Good night, Mr. Brooks. Yeah, good night. Ah, there it goes again. What's that, Mr. Brooks? The music. The music? What music? Well, listen... There, don't you recognize it? That's for relief. Are you sure? I don't hear anything. <laughs> how can you not hear anything? Hugo, do you hear? Just a second. Now, how, how can you not hear? Well, it's certainly clear enough. Loud enough. 
Gulf. Do you hear? Obviously, someone next door is practicing. But there isn't anybody next door who could... Oh, listen. You hear it, don't you, Hugo? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, sure, I hear it. Hugo. And don't you think it's rather loud? Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> I don't wish to be unreasonable. Yeah, but... sure. Well, Mr. Brooks, I understand. I, I can take care of it right away. <laughs> you want to come on, Hilda? Yeah, I'd better. Uh, thank you, Hugo. Oh, it was my pleasure. Let's go, Hilda. Um, good night, Mr. Brooks. Hey, Hugo. Don't say nothing. There was no music. Okay. What do you mean, okay? You're right. There was no music. He's standing there. He says, you hear the music, Hugo? And you say, yeah, I hear it. I tell the truth, and so I'm the one that looks like a nut. Who asked you to tell the truth? But there's no music. Nobody's playing the piano. But he hears it. How can he hear it? He thinks he hears it. Then he has to be crazy. Hugo... You gotta do something. What do you want me to do? I don't know. But I'm scared. Scared of what? I don't know that either. Look, honey, it takes all kinds. And he looks harmless. And so we have, we might say, an eccentric gentleman who hears music that is not audible to anybody else. Does that mean a weakness in his sense of perception or theirs? Of course, we all hear a different drummer. Yes, a different drum. But we didn't say anything about a different piano. We shall have a great deal more to say when Act Two arrives shortly. It is not given to all of us to hear all the sounds of music, says the philosopher. Some are deaf to the melody of the wind, the song of the rain the ballad of the ocean, the rhythm of the rippling seas of grain. True. But what about a piano in the next apartment? Yes? It's me, Hilda. You said to come back and clean today. Oh, well, uh... It won't take long. I'll get this place shipped safe in no time. Look, you want me to do some shopping for you? Uh, shopping? Well, lots of times men don't like to shop for food, you know. Oh. Unless you want to eat all your meals out. Although that could be expensive, you know what I mean? Well, I'd better get started. There's a rug in here, please. Wait. What's that? W would you like to turn that off, please? Is something the matter? And there she goes again. Yeah, who goes again? Where is it coming from? Uh, uh, did your husband speak to her? I, uh, he um, should. Uh, Mr. Brooks, you say you hear someone playing a piano. I certainly do. It's coming from the next apartment. There is no next apartment. Mr. Brooks, that wall over there that you're looking at, there's no apartment on the other side of it. It's just the stairway and the hall. I don't wish to make a nuisance of myself, Hilda. But surely... Surely we may reach some accommodation. I, I've been unable to work. I, I cannot concentrate. Well, I'm sorry. I came here to get away from everything. Do you understand? <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you, Mr. Brooks, is that there is no... I must do this vitally important work. 
It was necessary for me to isolate from all distractions, and so I found this place where no one knows me, where no one who does know me would ever look. Do you understand? Yeah, sure. It's difficult work. It will affect the entire course of my future life. But every time I sit down and begin to work, there's that... that... music again. Music. If someone chooses to practice an hour a day, or, or even two, perhaps three, but to play continuously... Mr. Brooks, all I'm trying to tell you is that there's no place that music could be coming My from. dear lady, it is coming from the next apartment. If you want to look for yourself, you'll see that it's like I told you. There's no apartment on that side. And the only other two apartments on the floor here, they don't have pianos. Oh. Oh, and now we have a brief respite. And so I shall sit down to my work again. But... Just as I immerse myself, she will begin again. Hilda, I'm afraid I must insist. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll uh, talk to Hugo about it. Could you do that right now, please? Yeah. I'll be back right away. Oh, this is absolutely impossible. She must be made to stop. Really, it's gone too far. Would you please allow people to know just a little bit of peace now and then? He's hearing that thing again. Yeah? You better go up there, Hugo. After supper. I don't think it can wait. What's the difference when I go up? What am I going to do about it? I don't know. It bothers me, Hugo. Some people see things, and then you got some people that hear things. What's the big deal? Hugo, I'm scared. It's harmless. Would you please go up there? If he hears music, he don't need me. He needs them guys in a white coat. Please come in, Hugo. Now then, who has been in my apartment... I don't know what you mean, Mr. Brooks. I should think it's obvious. Not to me. But late this afternoon, I went out for a walk. I wandered about for an hour or two. And when I came back, I knew someone had been in here. Well, I don't see how anybody could have been in here. Uh, lady, there was a definite odor of Bersousse. Yeah. It's a very distinctive French perfume. I know it quite well. Who has been in here? Nobody. I know I didn't give the key to nobody. And yet, what can you say about the perfume? How did it get in here? How? Do you dismiss the evidence of your own nose? Surely you will admit that Persus has a most unique aroma. Well, yeah, if you say so. Well, Hugo, I simply must be allowed to do my work in peace. Now, what with some woman playing a piano next door? But I don't... And with some other woman making free to enter my apartment and leave behind her the distracting fragrance of their suits. Mr. Brooks, you know, it could be... Uh, maybe you ain't feeling well. What are you saying, Hugo? Well, don't get me wrong. It's, it's just... Uh, you could be under the weather. No. This impossible woman. There she goes again. 
Hugo put an end to it now. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, you say it's coming from the other side of that wall. It's obvious. You want to step this way just a second. What for? Well, I got to show you something. It won't take a second. Yes. Well, if you just come out here. Well, we, uh, we've been trying, me and Hilda, to convince you that past this wall here is nothing. No other apartment. You can see now. Well, then where is that coming from? Where is what coming from? Very well, Hugo. That will be all. I shall take the matter to the building management office. Oh, now, you don't want to know nothing like that, Mr. Brooks. Will you leave me no alternative? I make a legitimate complaint. And you react by casting doubt on my sanity. Oh, look, Mr. Brooks, if you say you hear a piano and uh, and, and I don't, uh, well, I'm the one who could be crazy as far as that goes. There must be a room. A hidden room. A secret room. Yeah, sure, sure, that makes sense. Well, there's no other possibility. You're saying there's a dame in a secret hidden room and she's playing the piano? Obviously. Okay. So that's your answer. I guess we saw that one, huh? But what do you intend to do about it? Yeah. All right. Uh, here's what's going to happen. I, um, I'll write up a report to the manager, you know. I'll give him the full details, and then he's got the ball, and he'll have to run with it. But meanwhile, that woman is driving me mad. We've got to admit, Mr. Brooks, we're doing the best we can. Uh, all right. Why, why don't you go inside and relax? Take it from me. Everything's going to be okay. Good night. Good night. Stop it. Stop it. You south. I'm sorry. My nerves are... Are Are what? uh, In a very difficult time. So have I. But I... Who? Who are you? I'm Jenny. What are you doing here? I live here. Oh, but... I may ask, who are you? And what are you doing in my suite? Your suite? Oh, yes. Daddy actually has not built a suite for each of the children. I have a bedroom, a sitting room, and a music studio. Do you like it? I don't see... Now, how did you get in here? Jesus. You're wearing bassoes. Do you like it? It's the very latest perfume from Paris. Very expensive. That's why Daddy bought it. I must be. No, I am. I'm dreaming. You must tell me how you managed to get in here. Are you a thief? Well, no, I... I just rented the apartment. I can't follow a word you say. But you have very nice brown eyes. (laughs) What would Daddy say if he knew there was a man up here? He'd probably have Higgins thrash you within an inch of your life. Higgins? Oh, Higgins is a mountain of a man. He fought in the ring. Yes. He lost to John L. Sullivan. But surely there's no disgrace in that. Your father employed a man who fought against John L. Sullivan? Of course. Oh, that's impossible. No, well, because that would be every bit of... But Mom said no. A hundred years ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What are you saying? 
It was last Christmas. Who are you? Who told you? I'm Jenny. Jenny Cartwright. J.J.'s daughter. J.J. Cartwright? J.J. Cartwright? You've never heard of J.J. Cartwright? J.J. Cartwright? That, that name is familiar. It should be. Daddy owns half of New York. Ah, Cartwright. He was one of those millionaires who were made by the Civil War. He, he sold goods to both sides. Well, as Daddy always says, business is business. Uh, and he built a magnificent mansion on... Wait. Downtown. Everybody knows that. This... This is the old Cartwright Mansion. Oh, no. This is the new Cartwright Mansion. I like you. You say the most extravagant things. Oh, you better go now. Go? I think I hear Daddy coming. But... Besides, I should be practicing it. You're gonna what? I'm gonna report this thing to Mr. Freeman. Don't think you're a nut. Tenants complain, you send it on to the manager. But the manager only disregards it. Okay, leave him disregarded. This way I'm covered. So he claims there's a secret room. Yeah. So... What more do you need to prove he's a nut? Well, there could be a secret room. Wait a minute. What'd you say? I said there could be a secret room. Oh, we could have another nut growing here. Well, you know what this place was first. Yeah, I know what it was. The old Cartwright mansion. So? So, there's all kind of walls and passageways. Where? Well, it's all been bricked up, sealed off. Yeah. Who knows what this place must have looked like? How it's been changed around. There could be a secret room. It's my fault. I put you on this diet. It's good for your heart, but it's bad for your head. Oh, come on. All I'm saying is there could be a secret room. All right. And inside is a lady that's playing the piano. Well, I ain't too far off. Old J.J. Cartwright, he had a daughter. She was going to be a piano player. Uh-huh. She was going to give concerts. But in them days, you, you didn't have this uh, women's lib. So ladies didn't do things in public, you know what I mean? You're off again. He should have been a writer. Anyhow, you this, this was daughter of his, she, she was murdered. Yeah? By who? Well, we don't know by who. She was found murdered in the room. They figure maybe some prowler did it. I figure something else. Maybe it was a boyfriend. It don't matter now, does it? I'm only bringing the whole thing up to prove that there could have been a secret room. And inside is a lady who's been dead maybe 80, 90 years, and she's playing the piano. No, I didn't say that. This Mr. Brooks, I told you before, he scares me. And I told you he's just a harmless nut. Well, if I didn't tell you before, Hugo, I should have. There's no such thing as a harmless nut. Oh, Hilda. You never know. Hey, hey, where are you going? Hugo, I'm going to settle this thing once and for all. And when a woman gets that certain tone in her voice, respect it and believe her. 
Our friend Hilda is one of those smart, no-nonsense ladies who always manages to move right into the heart of the matter. Yet what is there she can say to Mr. Stephen Brooks? We know he's a hard man to convince. But wait, who said she's going to see Mr. Brooks? For further developments, we await Act 3. As far as some women are concerned, you play with fire when you arouse their passions. With others, you handle dynamite when you pique their curiosity. In either case, your meddling may be fatal. For didn't the Roman philosopher say, a woman walks through life on two legs. One is called curiosity, the other is called passion. Yes, that's exactly what he said. Hello there, O'Malley. Well, it's Hilda. I see you're on foot these days. Well, they took us out of the cars. Get close to the people, they said. Walking's good for you, Officer O'Malley. If I'd wanted to walk, I'd have joined the post office. Maybe I can get you off the beach. Oh, this is worth listening to. We have a fellow rented a flat. Name of Brooks. Stephen Brooks. Is he wanted for something? Something like what? He's rich. Well, then why should he rent a flat down here? That's what you should be investigating. He's... Nuts. <laughs> if we arrested every nut in the city, the streets would be deserted. Stephen <laughs> Brooks talks like a legitimate swell, wears clothes that cost a fortune, has a watch worth two, three thousand. Why does he come here? Is he hiding, running away? From what? If I were pounding a beat and wanted to make detective, I'd look around and ask around, maybe find out. Yeah. Stephen Brooks, you say his name is, eh? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps this does bear a little looking into. Here, wrapped up in his handkerchief. What is it? I swiped it from the kitchen. It's a glass with his fingerprints on it. Well, now. So, do you want to get started, or do you expect me to do all your work for you? I meant to ask, did you ever send that thing into the manager? About Mr. Brooks? Yeah. And? And he tore it up and said the guy's a nut. We established that already. Although I noticed the last couple of days we haven't heard from him. Yeah, that's right. No complaints either. You uh, been up there to clean? I rang the bell a couple of times. He won't let me in. Why not? He says he's too busy. I knock on the door, and while I'm waiting, I listen. He seems to be talking to somebody. Yeah, to himself. No, to somebody. To a woman. I think her name is Jenny. What does he say? I can't make it out exactly. Uh-huh. But it proves he's crazy. Oh, just because he talks to himself? In an ordinary guy, maybe. But he's a writer. What does that have to do with it? Maybe he's writing, uh, you know, speeches. And he's saying them out loud. Look, as long as he don't bother nobody. Okay. Oh, it's you again. I, I'm trying to work. At what? At my book and, and your piano playing. It, it disturbs me. Something should disturb you. What did you say? I read what you've been writing. And... Yes. And... It's too placid. Placid? To begin, you have no original ideas of your own. 
So you pick at the writings of other men. Well, that's criticism. But criticism should also have an original insight. Poor Stephen. Why do you say, poor Stephen? You could also say, poor Jenny. But why? We're so alike, you and I. In what way? We're children of the very rich, both of us. Nobody considers our problems. What problems? Everyone worries about the children of the poor. Well, shouldn't they? Of course. But meanwhile, what about us? It isn't easy to be born rich. You never know. What do you never know? Stop pretending, Stephen. You never know anything. Your friends. Do you have them because of your money? Or, or because of you? And it's the same with love. Don't say it isn't. Well? But the worst part is if you want to do something, be somebody on your own. Other people have to work for it. You don't. Daddy buys it. Daddy invites people to hear me play. Do you know who has listened to me? Mr. Tchaikovsky, Mr. Rubenstein, Mr. Verdi, Mr. Offenbach. And what did they say? They all smiled. And they all said, very good. Well? But were they thinking of how much money Daddy gives to orchestras and opera? And concert halls and conservatories. But they liked you. I don't know. I think my playing is... is like your writing. Uh, I don't understand. It doesn't have anything under me. Well, I don't know about you, but, but I'm good. Are you? Yes. We don't have it. What don't we have? I mean, look at me. Look at me. I'm talking to... I think I'm talking. I delude myself into believing I'm talking to a girl who died long before I was born. You are now as sane as you have ever been in your life. Jenny Cartwright, spoiled daughter of a millionaire of the last century. You are standing in my house, in my room. Oh, no. Do you know what your house has become? A tenement. Do you know what your rooms are? A miserable little flat. In your eyes. You know that you need inspiration and motivation to write, so you come here to pretend. To pretend you're poor, starving. But it doesn't help. It won't work. I'll show you. I'll show everybody. I was waiting for someone like you. Someone who is like me. Someone who has also deluded himself. We can help each other. Help me close the piano, and I'll help you forget your pens and paper. You think I can't write? I'll show you... I'll prove something to you. Well, come in, Officer O'Malley. Hey, thank you. Have you any news of our friend? Yes, considerable news. He comes from a fabulously wealthy family. I knew that all along. They are, at present, living in England... Although they do maintain establishments in New York, Palm Springs, and Paris. Uh, Rome, too, I believe. Carry on, Officer O'Malley. He was married, was your Mr. Brooks. Ah. But she is dead. Murdered. Oh. Yes. And this is the news. She was alone in the townhouse in London. Uh, Jenny, her name was. Beautiful girl. Scarcely 30. How was she murdered? She was beaten. Ah. Oh. By whom? Well, that's not known. 
Suspicion falls upon her husband. Stephen? Why? Well, they've been known to be arguing very serious arguments, too. About what? According to the servants, uh, about his writing. What kind of arguments could they have been? Well, according to the testimony, uh, arguments about the uh, quality of his work. Quality? It seems she didn't think much of it. Ah. And that's why he killed her? Oh, uh, we must not say he killed her. But if everyone thinks... You still need evidence. Besides, the man had an alibi. All these murderers always have alibis. Now, Hilda, all murderers do not always have alibis. And a man is innocent until he's proven guilty. Jenny, Jenny. Yes? Stop that for a while and come here. Why? I want you to read this. I already have. You have? Yes. And? It isn't really good. There's nothing to it. You can't say that it isn't any good. It has a certain charm. Well... And one or two ideas. So? Perhaps it's even good. There you are. You just reversed yourself. Good for an amateur. Good for a gentleman who who dabbles in literature. Poor Stephen. You're the spoiled little rich boy again. You think you can buy anything, even talent, even genius. I'll make it happen to me. You'll end up mad, the way I did. Already, you're closing yourself away in a room, the way I did. Save yourself, Stephen. I can't. It's too late. It's never too late. It is for me. I... I committed murder. No. Yes. She looked at me the way you're looking at me. She doubted me the way you're doubting me. Stephen, you can still save yourself. Oh, save myself for what? For life. You're talking the way she talked. Let me help you. Oh, the way she wanted to help me? to smother me with kindness, to drown me in pity. Oh, keep away from me. Why, that's so much that's sweet, that's wonderful. Not for me. Stephen. That's enough. Listen. I said be quiet. I won't let you throw away your... I'll make you shut up. Oh, I said shut up. Oh, oh. Open up. Open up in there. Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks, are you okay? Sounds like they fought the battle of the bulge in there. Come on now, open up. What's going on in here? Mr. Brooks, what was all that noise for? I... I killed her. Killed who? Can't you see? I don't see anything. Hold it. Uh, who did you kill, Mr. Brooks? Jenny, I... I killed Jenny. Yeah? You did? But I don't see I killed Jenny because... Because she foolishly destroyed the last shreds of my illusions. What's that mean? You were saying, Mr. Brooks. I've written it all down. I was too weak. Too cowardly. Too spoiled to face the truth. Why did I have to? Why did she not allow me to pursue my delusions to the end? Why did she insist on my facing the truth? I killed her. I killed her because she unloosed the terrible rage I had inside me. I guess I'll have to ask you to come down to the station house. But, but listen. She isn't dead. 
Innocent? I guess they'll want to notify the cops in London. Don't you hear? Can't you hear? Either you can hear or you can't. These old, old houses that have undergone so many metamorphoses, yet something always remains. We never completely leave a place where we have lived and loved. A part of us will always remain. A memory, a spirit, an essence. And I'm not leaving you for long either. I shall return shortly. Something new, something innovative, something daring. What? Tell me what. Something that will require all my skill, all my wits, all my concentration. I intend to think of nothing else for weeks ahead of time. What is it you're going to do? Before I tell you, before I even whisper in your tiny little ear what it is I propose to do... I must know, must be absolutely certain, beyond the peradventure of a doubt, that you trust me. I do, Doctor. Now think about it, dear lady, before you answer. I do. I do trust you, absolutely. Now tell me, please. I propose to remove your head. Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. Hey, remember how 20 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, now it's the future, and I used all those savings to buy this new hologram phone. Because, you know, it's the future, and everything is holograms now.
So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary.